0: Blog Talk Radio Welcome to the Prophetic Mantle Radio Show with your host, Apostle Rosalind Solomon Every Tuesday, 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Come learn the mystery of God and be blessed in Jesus' name I'm Rosalind Solomon, and today is July 24th, Tuesday, uh, 2018. And this year has gone by really fast. It is July already, and next week is going to be August. Really? Wow! It, so that means we only got four more months left. Man, the time is going by too fast. I find myself saying this for the past um, four years. The years go by so fast. Okay, I cover this show with the blood of Yeshua and the fire of the Holy Spirit and the rock in and Yeshua. And I may I teach this the way that you deem me, to teach the Father through the rock in Yeshua's name. And may many that listen to this be blessed in Yeshua's name. Because I see a lot of people have been listening to the show. I have some followers. But might I say subscribe? So you will know when I'm coming on because I'm going to start doing prophecy shows here and there. You know, I'm going to start taking a show and dedicating maybe an hour and 15 minutes to praying for people. And if the, God gives me a word for people, you know, I'll give it. Like I do sometimes on uh, Patreon, I mean uh, uh, YouTube and Periscope, and I did it for the first time on Facebook. So I'm just going to do it every now and again on here. And sometime in the future I'm going to have, like, some um, dream interpretation shows where people can call. And if I can interpret your dream, I will because, I mean, God has given me the gift to interpret dreams, but I don't know everything. <laughs> so there's just some dreams, I mean, you know, there's a few times I, I I told people, you know, I don't know what that means. you got to pray and ask daddy. <laughs> you know, I, some dreams I can't even find in my dream books because I have one on uh, Amazon And then I have, like, two or three, you know, that I I have that, you know, I'm not selling right now uh, until I get a website up, whenever that's going to be. But I have an awesome dream book called um, Biblical Interpretation Dream Book uh, on Amazon, and it has so many dream meanings in it, colors, what they mean, numbers, what they mean in the back of the book. It has seven fantastic prayers that that, that will help you remember your dream, that will help you dream. It's a throne room um, dream in there. Uh, it's a dream that can't food when you see yourself eating dreams it's, it's a very good book It's on Amazon.com Just with my name and Rosa Solomon And it, it'll come up It's like 32 books in all there Alright, so now we're going to get into the teaching It's called The Mystery of the Placenta On some of my URLs I put The Mystery of the Wound <laughs> But, you know, it's the same thing so I decided, um, I, I did a lot of teaching on reincarnation on YouTube, and I did a two-part series on here, and I had a little more, but I was like, I've already overdosed them on the reincarnation thing, and I'll come back to that at another time. So I, I felt led to teach you about the placenta, because many people' lives are being affected because of their placenta that you know, was keeping them connected and alive to their mother in the womb, they're being affected by it right now. Some people die with their percentage still affecting their lives and the enemy is utilizing it. And once I teach you this, because this this is definitely going to be a two-part show, Um, okay? So, you know, once I even teach you the beginning of this, you're going to get hit to some stuff that the enemy's been doing, and you're going to go into prayer, because I have no prayer points for this teach, I mean I have them But they're in my brain <laughs> I, I I mean after I learned this I started praying Based on what I learned See I have a mind where You know when I read stuff I instantaneously God has blessed me Where I could Like I'm a psalmist A psalmist is a person Who can write prayers I can instantly Just think of a prayer To say To go with what I just learned So they're like in my head So I haven't you know Typed them so once you read this, it's going to give you an idea of what you should pray. And, and if the Holy Spirit leaves, you know, maybe I'll give you a prayer point one or two as we go. Okay, so now we're going to take a look at the Bible. King James. I'm not using the Septuagint, Torah, hallelujah, Bible. I'm using King James, okay? We're going to take a look at the Bible to understand the mystery of the placenta. Now, when I learned this myself, I was, like, totally amazed. Now, I I taught about the placenta before, but it was so much more that I did not know, and I was like, Daddy, I have to teach this. I just have to share this. So he deemed me to do so. So if you have your Bibles with me or your Sita, your Hallelujah Bible, your Glory Bible, you know, whatever Bible you have, let's hope it's a good Bible, your Sita, you know. um, Torah doesn't have this one in there, but, um, is Ezekiel sixteen verses one through four. Ezekiel sixteen verses one through four. Again, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, "Son of man, cause Jerusalem to know her abomination, and say, Thus saith the Lord God unto Jerusalem, Thy birth and thy nativity is of the land of Canaan. Thy father was an Amorite, and thy mother was a Hittite, as." For thy nativity in the day thou was born, thou navel was not cut, neither was thou washed in water to simple thee. Thou was not salted at all, nor swaddled at all. Now, here we come across a prophetic explanation, which gives us insight into why Jerusalem has lots of problems. And I'm not talking about Jerusalem, the land. I'm talking about spiritual Jerusalem, the chosen ones of God, the true chosen ones of God. Anybody who accepts the Lord is grafted in and becomes a child of Jerusalem. So now the root of Jerusalem's problems can be traced to the fact that the link between her and her parents were not cut off. This reference may appear very simple on the surface, but it contains the secret behind the stubborn problems which many people are carrying about today, especially African Americans and Afric, you know, Africans, Brazilians, you know, every Afro-Brazilians, you know, whoever's black, you know, got that that bronzy color, dark color, you know what I'm saying? But it's happening in all colors, but especially in that race, you know. So, for further insight into the mystery of the placenta. I want you to take a look at verse 15 in Ezekiel. I mean, excuse me, in verse 15, excuse me, (laughs) take a look at the 15th verse of the first chapter of Luke the Gospel. So go to Luke uh, and look at that. Now, I'm going to read it to you. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. Now, uh, excuse me. Here's reference is made to the womb to awaken our consciousness to the fact that the majority of our lives' problems started from our from our mother's womb, where the placenta is found. John the Baptist inherited a particular destiny from the womb. He was attachment to the placenta signaled the beginning of that destiny. Again, in Hebrews seven verses nine to ten. We are told that the Levi paid tithes in the lions of Abraham, his grandfather. This shows us that most of what happens to to modern men are inherited from the lions of their ancestors. So the lions, you know, when we say a man's lions or a woman's lions, we're basically talking about the placenta because the cord is connected from the mother to the child. And that and it, and it's, uh, it also has the father's sperm in there, So that makes the child from the lines from the lines and the grinds of both the mother and the father. So this is, and, and through the placenta cord, blood flows through there. And demons, we know demons flow through blood. So this is how the child inherits things because the blood is flowing to the child. Now, uh, it's just like when a mother's on drugs. That stuff is in her blood. It goes to the bloodstream. You you know what I mean? So if you eat a lot of sugar when you're pregnant, it goes to the bloodstream. The baby could be born with diabetes. So now, the teaching concerning the mystery of the placenta has remained a shrouded in mystery. As the title of this show, the placenta, you know, the mystery mystery of the placenta, God is giving me deep deep insight from learning from others about this, so now I'm going to teach you. Okay? So now, what is a placenta? You may ask what is a placenta? Simply put it, it is it is an organ. It is an alive organ. Do you know that your placenta can stay a, a woman's placenta can stay alive for 5 hours after she's given birth? Okay? Now, it is an organ that develops in pregnant women who provides the unborn child with food and air for survival. It also performs the role of carrying the waste of the unborn baby. Cuz see they try to tell you that the baby's not alive in the womb the first three months when it is because babies defecate in the mother's womb. So this is another reason why there has to be a placenta there. So now as soon as the baby is born, it detaches itself from the womb. It is crystal clear, therefore, that the placenta provides a vital link between the baby and the parents. Without it, the baby cannot live in the womb. It can be referred to as the powerhouse of the fetus, of the unborn baby, okay? Now, although the placenta is a physical organ, many of us do not know that it is also a spiritual organ. It is a spiritual pipeline, which conveys both good and bad virtues from the parents. For example, a baby's mother happens to be a witchcraft practitioner, will automatically collect witchcraft through the pipe of the placenta. If, if the If the mother is a godly woman, a virtuous woman, then that virtue would go to the baby through the through the court and the placenta. Now you cannot say that you are immune from the evils which your mother practices or your father as long as you are linked to her by the placenta. You automatically collect things like witchcraft and your spirits, incubus, succubus, memberships of the kingdom of darkness. you know the placenta plays the role of a legal legal link between you and your parents. If they were cursed, the curse would automatically pass into your life through the placenta. Now, the placenta is the pipe of transfers. As it has been said, the placenta is very powerful. If your mother sold herself or your father sold himself to the devil and became a drinker of blood and an eater of flesh, you have automatically swallowed blood and flesh. So if your parents ever made witchcraft deals, Contracts, whatever To be famous, to be rich, whatever the case is And and everybody that that does these things with the devil Eventually has to drink blood and eat flesh And especially when when you want to be famous Wealthy, a famous politician You get to a certain level You will not be able to pass that level Until you do rituals, drink blood, eat flesh And sacrifice family members Okay And most of the time Satan will ask the man or the woman to sacrifice their husband or to sacrifice a child. And the reason why he does that, especially with a, a husband or a wife, if, if a man makes a contact with the devil and he says, I want you to sacrifice your, your wife, the reason why he's asking for that wife is because when you get married, you become one. So when that man decides to sacrifice his wife or that woman decides to sacrifice her husband, She has just done evil against herself, or he has just done evil against himself because his spouse is a part of him or her. They are one. So Satan makes them go against themselves first. Satan makes them commit evil against themselves because they cannot commit that type of evil against anyone else until they are able to go against themselves. So this is why Satan will always ask for the spouse or one of the children, because if you sacrifice the child, you're going against yourself, because the child is the bone of your bone, the flesh of your flesh, the grind of your grind, the lions of your lions. So you cannot go, like witches and stuff like that, they cannot go... I mean, you got low-level witches out here that, you know, practice their own little stuff. They don't even never see Satan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They don't even go to the undergrounds. They don't go to the waters. They don't go to the wilderness. They don't go to the witches' world. You know, they're just low-level witches just trying to do little spells to get a job, get a man, you know. But they still going to go to hell if they die that way. But, you know, they're little witches, right? And they ain't binders. But if you want to be a big witch with Satan, you know what I'm saying? You're going to have to kill somebody that's a part of you because you have to commit evil against yourself before you can't against anybody else. That's a law in Satan's Many people don't know that law, but that's a law. So this is why he makes them do it. So when these people get pregnant, these demons and these things, and this flesh and this blood goes through the blood, goes through the core, goes in placenta, goes to the child. So the child is automatically a sacrifice to whatever deity, demon, fallen false god or goddesses that this person is worshiping, or has eaten blood for that same contract that child will be under until they realize it'll come to God and get deliverance. So that's how these curses work. Now, this becomes very important when we view the African-American background. And when I say African-American background, I'm talking about, you know, all levels of black people, okay? Now, Tell me which of our parents did not consume things, sacrificed to idols. Can you tell me that your ancestors who performed ritual rights, killing and drinking blood, um, didn't do these things? Because if you check most black people background and in Africa and all over the world, brown people – we are full of it, <laughs> okay? The, the, the Israelites were brown people, and that's all they did was bow down to the gods. So, that, so daddy, you know, it says it brought him to jealousy, so then he said he was going to bring us to jealousy as payback. So he put people in the land that we're supposed to be in and bring us to jealousy. He lift those others up to bring us to jealousy because we brought him to jealousy. Our ancestors, when they bowed down to other gods. Because this is why the people are in our land, where we're supposed to pay. And this is why they're getting all the benefits and the goodies, and we not. Because God wanted to bring us to jealousy as payback, as revenge. God says in Ephesians 4, vengeance is mine. Now. Have you forgotten that the African past is filled with witchcraft and sexual familiar spirits, terrible household wickedness, demonic incarnations, powerful fetishes, and so forth and so on? Do you know that some of our ancestors had to bathe with human blood in order to obtain power and wealth? What do you think? What happened to the children who were linked with such parents through the placenta? Without doubt, the placenta is the greatest source of problems of the African people, black people, and people in the world of other colors. This explains why certain bondage curses and demonic attacks have spanned several generations. Satan has used the placenta to transfer problems and bondage from generation to generation. If you talk to uh, anyone in the environment where Satan has actually had a field day, it is our people, blacks, worldwide, and then other nation, other colors. Now Satan knows that he has a backlog of evil deposits stifling into the lives of millions of people. He has therefore attached his wicked and evil spirits to families to facilitate his evil transfer. He has also made he has also made some demons, um, fetish gods, because a lot of these fallen gods weren't gods in the beginning. They were lower-level demons that worked their way up to the rank, and they became kings, like the toilet demon. That's Bessephor. That's Kemish, which I rebuke. Bessephor. Y'all remember Kemish. That's who the Moabites used to bow down to. That's the toilet demon. If you keep your toilets dirty, you keep your sink dirty, he's going to be doing rituals over your sink and your toilet. You're going to have all kinds of plumbing problems in your, in your, in your house. You're going to have all types of water problems in your house. If you have plumbing problems in your house constantly, this is a sure sign that that, that buffer for a commission, which I repeat his shoes name, can't the those you? is in your house. So this is why it's very important to keep your toilets and your seats clean. It's very important to keep your house clean because if you don't, demons will waddle there. If you're a person that is a hoarder, you know, demons definitely waddle in there. If you're a person that has a lot of stuff thrown all over the place, demons Will waddle there So it is best to keep your house clean Because in heaven everything is clean God got robots up in heaven That helped them keep their house clean That's right, robots Who you think created robots? You think the devil did it? Nope Daddy's first on everything Everything, okay? So the devil can give them information to to make robots Where do you think he got it from? God So there are robots in heaven That help people keep, help people keep their mansions clean And in heaven your bedrooms is as big as a stadium, but your guest bedrooms are bigger than yours because it's the opposite. See, here on earth, we treat ourselves better than our guests. In heaven, we treat our guests better than we treat ourselves. We put others before ourselves like our Messiah did. That's another teaching. Okay? Um, now, the Askaki Records, I hope I'm saying it right because <laughs> I got a teaching in a long prayer, com. I put it up there a couple of years ago. Now, The um the Askaki records. I got it typed up here. I want to say it correctly. I don't want to just say it in my terms. I want to say it. Where did I? Um, I thought I put it in here. Uh oh. Oh, here it is. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Now. The, I think I'm saying it right, the ASCACS record. I'm going to spell it, A-K-A-S-H-I-C. I think two years ago I put this huge long prayer on my blog, and thousands of people saw it, and it's a deliverance prayer about your records in Satan's um, computers and books and ledgers and records and stuff, right? These books are the record of your soul's journey from time to time, you know, where, where you have gone. You know, these records uh, let the enemy know who you was in every past life and what you did and and, and what stopped you from making it to the bosom of God. And he's going to use these things in every life you get to prevent you from making it. So when you have a child, all that's transferred to your child, plus whatever past life they had. So you can pray. Now, I, I I gave my brother this prayer this morning on the phone. He was like totally shocked. He was like, oh, I never thought about that. So I'm going to give it to you. It just popped in my head. Daddy just gave it to me. So I'm going to give it to you so you can say it right now. You can say, Father, the name is Yeshua Mashiach, and King Jesus Christ has Nazareth's name. Any of my Azkaki records that the devil has in his computer terminals, no matter how many he has, any ledgers, any uh, records, any books, any journals, Whatever it is that he has that has my past life information in it, I ask you to erase it with the bloody shoe, Yeshua. set it on fire and erase it in Yeshua's name. And then I also ask you to erase Satan's memory and anything of him that may have a memory of these things. I ask you to wipe it out of his mind with the bloody shoe and the fried old spit, so he can never remember to jot it down again to use it against me in my life that I'm in now, so that I can have a chance to make it to you in Yeshua's name. Now, you can't pray this for your kids or your husband. They have to pray this themselves, and they have to be right with God because he can't wipe it out, nor nor the memory from Satan, unless you're getting completely right with God. So if you're completely right with God, go and say it. If your husband is fine, wife is fine, kids is fine, but if they're not, you can't say it for them. They have to say it themselves. That's how important it is. Okay? The Lord just had me throw that in. I wasn't even going to teach that. (laughs) All right? So now, spiritual powers of the placenta. Don't underestimate the power of the placenta in a woman when a child is dead. A lot of spiritual things take place in the womb. The womb has therefore been converted into a dark room where Satan performs his wicked experiments on. And I was like, Daddy, can Satan make um like hybrids and stuff like that? From our placenta, and the Lord told me He sure can because it has DNA in it. They know how to keep it alive once they get hold of it. How do they get your placenta? These doctors, you go to the doctor, you see that long line with a snake wrapped around it. That's when you know they're part of Satan. The snake is around it. Okay, Daddy, I'm going to tell them this in one second. Okay, I'm going to do it now before I forget. Listen, say this prayer, women. Amen. We all have placentas in our mama's womb, okay? Uh-huh. Your kids have to do this themselves, and they have to be right with God. And your spouse has to do this for him or herself, and they have to be right with God. If they're not, Satan will just continue to lose placenta against them. It will be worse for them, okay? So if you ain't right with God, I would not advise you to say this prayer listening to me. But if you want to get right, take a minute and repent real quick and say it, and, and don't look back at your sins. Now, um, in the name of Yeshua Messiah, King Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Father God, in Yeshua's name, everything that transferred to me from my mother's placenta that is causing problems in my life right now, I cut myself from the placenta. I cut the cord, Father, and I cancel out all the issues and the problems that I inherited with the blood of Yeshua. I break the covenant and cancel and it out the Bloody shoe and its soul time, effects and manifestation and the events of it. And I revoke all legal rights that Satan and whomever they think that they have to use this placenta against me. I revoke it and cancel with the Bloody shoe Mashiach. And they could no longer use the placenta against me. And I go all the way back to Adam and nee, my mother and father's side, in Yeshua's name, any past lives they're using against me with this placenta. I also cancel and break those covenants with the Bloody shoe and the Friar of the Holy Spirit and revoke their legal rights in Yeshua's name. And, Father, I ask you to destroy whatever percentage that they have. I ask you to search it out right now, send your angels, send whoever you want to send, but to destroy it with fire. Destroy it with fire and wipe it and dry the blood up from it with the blood of Yeshua Mashiach so it can never be used against me again. Wherever it's hiding, find it, locate it, Father, and destroy it in Yeshua's name. All right, now. If you um, read the first chapter of the Gospel of Luke, you will gain insight into what we have stated so far. As soon as Mary greeted Elizabeth, the Bible says the baby in her womb leaped. This shows that the baby has both physical and spiritual senses. The interaction in that chapter was between Mary and Elizabeth, yet there was a transfer, of parental concourse to the baby in their womb. What are we learning from this? It reveals that curses attached on the mother can be transferred to the baby. There is a spiritual power attached to every physical placenta. This is one essential working tool of the enemy. This explains why the enemy has continued to exploit the mystery of the placenta to determine of the innocent men and women. The placenta is Satan's principal tool for diverting destinies. If you think that the problems of the placenta is limited to black people, you are sadly mistaken. It is limited to everybody, okay, everybody, but more so in the black race. Why, I don't know. Now, do you know the implications of um, of the placenta? Now, the life of a child, let's say, like, sometime when you have babies, you know, in the hospital, you, oh, okay, daddy, you also, ladies play this too, <laughs> and men. When we have babies, right? We don't know what happens to that placenta. We don't ask what happened to it. We weren't taught to 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 watch them destroy our placenta. You know, we weren't we weren't taught. You know, no African people were taught to take their placenta. Some of them, I'm gonna tell you some of the stuff they do with it, which was wrong to do. It messed them up more. But um, we're supposed to be able to watch them destroy our our placenta, right? But we weren't taught this So when we have babies They take our placenta And we never see it again And we don't know what they do do with it, right? We we didn't really have no idea back in the day That our placenta stays alive for five hours And it has a lot of organs in it and if the devil get a hold to it He can stay, stay alive a long time You know, and he could use it again us. we didn't know this So a lot of these doctors and nurses They will eat it If they're satanic Or they will take it And they will bury it Okay, so now if Someone decides to eat your placenta. Your mom had you 50 years ago, and these wicked doctors and practitioners decide to take your placenta and enjoy it and eat it. You know they'll cook it, boil it, everything, steam it, stir-fry it like like it's food, right? And they eat it. Guess what? They have a part of you in their belly. So let's say it's three of them that eat it up. All three of them have a part of your life and destiny in their belly. And you are tied to these three strangers for the rest of your life until you come into this knowledge and, say, these, and say the prayers and learn the things you're going to learn. Your destiny is divided among three people. How can you ever obtain your destiny if it's divided among three people? You cannot. You cannot. You have nothing but problems. Nothing but problems. So you can say this prayer point, Father, in the name of Yeshua, Mashiach, Jesus Christ and Nazareth, if anybody has ever eaten the placenta that came out of my mother after I was separated from it, Father God, if anybody has ever eaten it, Father, and and it's splitting up my destiny, it's chewing up my destiny, it's blocking my destiny, it's making me a part of strangers, Father God. I cancel it with the mighty blood of Yeshua, Jesus, and the effects and manifestations of it, and cut and and cancel all covenants, unknown and known, and all soul ties with the blood of Yeshua and the effects and manifestations and the events of it. And, Father God, I also cut off the the cord from me, from my mother's womb, that came with that placenta that they may have eaten that's affecting my life in Yeshua's name. And if anybody has put my placenta and locked it up in a cage, put it under a tree, uh, if it's somewhere in the spiritual realm locked up in a cage or under a spiritual tree in the spiritual realm, or if any demons or anybody has eaten in the spiritual room that's causing these problems in my life, Father, I command them to vomit it up in Yeshua's name. And I cancel and void it out the bloody Yeshua and effects and manifestations and events of it. And ask you to destroy it, Father, with fire and with the bloody Yeshua HaMashiach. And revoke all legal rights that they think they have against me with the bloody Yeshua HaMashiach. And ask you to fix all things that went wrong Because of this placenta, because my mother and my parents did not know to take care of this placenta to make sure that it was discarded in Yeshua's name. All right. So now. Some now in the same vein, a woman who decides to marry a man whose placenta has been eaten by members of the family is yet to have a real husband. The man will never succeed at breaking himself free from his family. Such a person will remain tied to the apron strings of his parents. Now you got some husbands. You marry them and they with the mother and the father more than they with you. You think the mother and the father sleeping in the bed with you or sharing a marriage with you? I mean they just extra close. You need to go into serious prayer and break that placenta. Now, you could do that for your husband. you know. Now, if he's not saved, he, he, he will eventually have to get saved and do this prayer himself. But while you're married to him and you are still a woman of God, you complete to the best of your ability – you can go in the spirit room and, and say the prayers that I just taught you to prayer to at least get the cord broken, and if the placenta is buried somewhere, keeping him in a cage, or if the mother ate it, you can uh, make her vomit it out in the spiritual room and clear her belly out with fire and burn it up, and that will help. But eventually he will have to do the prayer himself. And the same thing with a wife. Same thing with a wife. All right, now, a lot of anti-marriage problems are traced to the mystery of the placenta. Many people have found it difficult to get married simply because a lot of problems have been introduced into their life through the placenta. This is why some people can't get married. Listen, incubus is the short run of, and succubus is the short run of stopping marriages. Um, If you were born into a womb and they had incubus, you instantly got that demon right then and there. You instantly got that. So, when you can't get married or you keep getting married, going through divorce, you know, or the husband keeps leaving you, the wife keeps leaving you, they keep dying, it's two reasons. It's the incubus and it's the placenta. Or it's the placenta or it's incubus. But in my opinion, I would cancel and pray against incubus and the placenta because the incubus could be working uh, uh, together with the curse of placenta against you because somebody could have ate it or, or put it somewhere. Okay, now, I know that people whose placentas have been eaten by their own mothers, they simply cut their placenta into and and mix it in in food, you know, soups and all kinds of stuff like that, and they eat it. You know, a lot of foreign people do this, especially in Africa, you know, wherever there's black people, you know, they do this kind of stuff. They do it here in America because America's a melting pot now. You know, a lot of lives have been caged and destroyed through the use of a placenta. I mean, this is, this is some serious stuff. This is some serious stuff. You know, evil powers ensure that most placentas are within their reach. If a wicked power really wants to destroy someone's life, They push the parent into burying the placenta on a cursed land or under a tree. This will surely introduce problems into the life of the person. As long as that land remains or that tree remains under a curse, um, that person, you know, that placenta belonged to, will keep on dreaming of the land or the tree, and something will keep on regating him in the background, keeping him from going forth. Many of us do not know why we keep on dreaming of our pasts, where we, where we live, your villages, whatever the case. Many people also dream of the houses in which they were born. This shows that the placenta has become a spiritual magnet, drawing them back to their past. Of course, this has lots of spiritual implications. If you have listened, you know, to some of the other things I've taught, you'll understand this. So if you're a person that's always dreaming about being in your past, in your in your childhood You know, always see yourself back at your school Always see yourself back at your house Always see you back at your auntie house, grandma house And they did That, 90% of the time It has something to do with the placenta Somebody has done something with the placenta That came from your mother after you came out Now Let's see, hold on one second Hold on Gonna skip some stuff, make it faster. Okay. Now, every placental witchcraft, say this prayer. Every placental witchcraft against my destiny. What are you waiting for? Die in Yeshua's name. Every placental witchcraft against my destiny. What are you waiting for? Die in Yeshua Jesus' name. Oh, okay. The father just told me that mothers who have children. You can you can pray over that placenta. You can cancel out the works of the devil to use that placenta to go against your children. But when your children become right with the Lord, they have to say it too. That's what the Lord just told me. Now, the enemy has continued to ride on the platform of our ignorance of placenta. It has become a cheap tool in the hand of the devil. Do you know that the placenta is the next thing to a living child? It has characteristics, manifestations by a living human being. It is also only eatable, obtainable piece of a human tissue that is neither dead nor diseased. Scientists have discovered how to keep a placenta alive for up to five hours after it has been cut off the womb. This has serious implications. This means that by the time parents bury the placenta of your child, I mean of their child, the tissue is still alive. Now. I'm going to tell you something that's going to blow your mind. Makeup has aborted baby feces and placenta in it. This is a known fact. Can you imagine somebody's placenta and makeup you're putting on your face? You are, you, you are ingesting another person's spirit. I mean, excuse me, soul fragments. You are placing that in your blood, so not only is that person's destiny jacked up because their is and makeup that's going on—I don't know how many women faces—but the women is jacked up because they are putting that stuff on their face and it's going in their blood. Like they make these defiant creams; it has these um, it, it, it has serum in it. Now it don't it, we all know serum comes from the blood. I taught this before, right? So, we don't know if that that serum came from living blood or boiled blood or or somebody's placenta blood. This is why they keep this stuff. And you putting these defiant creams on your face to stay young. If you want to use creams to keep your face looking good, there's something. It's called. I got it in in Israel. It's it's a. I got the facial lotion. Oh, I forget the name of it. I gotta go in my bathroom and tell you ladies what it is because it is very good. And it's all natural, and it keeps your skin, I wouldn't say keep you looking young. It keeps your skin looking really, really great and soft. Hold on. Darn it, I don't have the box. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hold on, let me look at this, because I threw the box away. Oh, here it is. It's Ava, A a V A A H A V A A H A V A. The lady in Israel told me they sell it over here in America, and I believe you could get it on Amazon. You may even find it in Walmart. It's it's a little pricey over here. It's cheaper over there, but a little more pricier over here. And it's all natural products, no serum, blood serum. Okay. So you put in these things on your face you put in this makeup on you put in this lipstick on, but you' put in other people's placenta or blood on your face and that's a that's going to jack you up jack your destiny up so you 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 know these women love this makeup. But they don't know what they do to themselves. They're they're becoming a part of other people. It's like when you put on weaves. You look ridiculous to God when you got weaves and fake hair in your head, dyeing your hair, perming your hair. In the movie Black Panther, there was um some black girls, they were bald headed. Right? And um I didn't see the movie but I know people who make clips about it on YouTube, so that's how I know this part. There was some black women, it was about four of them, they were bald headed, right? And in one part of the movie, they both had to put on wigs and go out in the evening with the Black Panther guy, Ch- Ch- Lulu, whatever his name is, right? And she, and she said, I'd be glad when this is over. I look ridiculous with this hair on my head. That was a strike toward black people, black women, because when you put that mess on your head and that dye and that perm, and them fake braids and all that stuff, you look ridiculous to God. And you look look ridiculous to the enemy because he's laughing at you because you're stupid enough to put it on your head. And, And this is what they have turned the black race into. And other races wear it too, but the black women making people rich. Black women making the Indians and Chinese people filthy, stinking rich. Rich! From buying that fake hair, perms, and guy and makeup and false lashes and false nails why don't you look up the ingredients that them false nails you put on your on your on your fingers look up the ingredients look up what's in them things look up what's in them things. do you know to melt them things off of your hands you have to use acrylic nail polish and the acrylic nail polish is full of poison that I'll tell you what you put on your finger so you keep on putting that mess on. To my God, don't care. Oh, he care. Trust me, he care. He trick care. Now, the enemy has done much damage in the lives of millions of people through the placenta. Our parents are. Oh wait, I forgot to be that part, I'm sorry. The placenta in witchcraft has been used as a weapon of terrible destruction. If your placenta is in the bank of the enemy, you have a great deal of battle to fight. The act of depositing your placenta in the enemy's bank creates a legal platform which the enemy will use to attack you. Okay? The enemy has, has done much damage in the lives of millions of people through the placenta. Our parents are careless with the manner of disposing our placenta. This accounts for the travails of our generation, lives that are put in bondage through the placenta, under the hot pursuit of stubborn household wickedness, of a tr- of a truth, much damage has been done, destinies have been destroyed, virtues have been stifled to the pit of the enemy due to ignorance displayed by our parents and ancestors and and ourselves. When we have children, I I was like, God, can you tell me what happened to my placenta? He was like, it doesn't matter now. You just prayed and you canceled it, and I'm honoring it. I said, okay. I don't got to know what happened to it because it's done. It's destroyed. I asked him to destroy it for my children that I had and for what my mother had with me coming out, and he did it. Now, spiritual solutions. However, there is a lot of hope. The scriptures have given us a silver lining in the dark cloud, okay, to stop placenta manipulation. You could turn to your Bibles if you have it. To Isaiah 49, verses 24 to 26. Isaiah 49, verses 24 to 26. Shall the prey be taken from the mighty or the lawful captive delivered? But thus saith the Lord, even the captive of the mighty shall be taken away. And the prey, prey of the terrible shall be delivered. For I will contend with him that contendeth with thee, and I will save thy children. And I will feed them that oppress thee with their own flesh, and they shall be drunken with their own blood as with sweet wine. And, as, and all flesh shall know that I, the Lord, am the Savior and thy Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. Now here is some sort of comfort. The lawful captive shall be delivered. The import of this fact is that those who have violated spiritual principles, the lawful captives, shall be delivered. The Lord has promised to deliver you even when Satan seems to possess legal rights to attack you. Mm. So even though the enemy has legal rights to attack you... If God choose to, he can deliver you. This is what he's telling us in Isaiah 49, and nobody's catching this. I'm trying to tell you, our Father is powerful, okay? He can deliver you whenever he wants to. And if the devil still got legal rights on you, he don't care. If he wants to take you out of it, he will take you out of it and dare the devil to do anything about it. So God is the one who decides your deliverance, not you, not the devil, but God. And he tells us this, in Isaiah 49, verse twenty-four, twenty-six. 26. Go read it for yourself. Now, at this junction, let me tell you what is known as satanic confidence. Whenever the enemy knows that he has grasped the most critical things in your life, he becomes so overly confident it ain't funny and whatever you say will mean nothing to him. Those who have succeeded in manipulating the placenta of their victims are generally confident. Pray this prayer. Pray that the confidence of your enemy shall be destroyed in Yeshua's name. Now, if you happen to know the location or or whatever happened to your placenta or if you know your parents buried it, or or if you're one of the parents that buried your own children percenter because somebody in your family told you to, grandma, nana told you, that's what they did in the Geechee Country days, they went and buried the percenter under the ground, mm, if you can't get back to yourself and dig it up and ask God to destroy it, then you better ask him to destroy it right now spiritually because trust me, your destiny's buried under the ground, all right? And it ain't going to go nowhere. And people trampling on it, right? Now, I encourage you to recover it and anoint it with blood. If you can't ask God to recover it and destroy it, now. Oh every, um, say this prayer. Every caltrone of darkness arresting my destiny, break and be castled. Nullify with the bloody of Yeshua and effects and manifestations and events of it, I revoke any legal rights you think you have, Satan, in is name by the bloody sure. Yeshua. My heart goes out to many victims who have been, you know, going through so much wickedness. Because of placenta, you know, there's no denying the fact that many lives have been destroyed through the manipulation of a placenta. It is said that the destiny of a man and a woman has been buried through the enemy's use of placenta against such people. Wow. Now, attacks from the womb. Apart from the use of the placenta for evil purposes, there is also the problem of the placenta that is not cut off. Although the placenta may detach itself from the wound physically, yet the baby remains glued to the destiny of his parents. This is an issue that must be addressed. A lot of people have received spiritual injury from the wound. Unfortunately, they live with it throughout their lifetime. Now, if a child senses hostility in the wound or feels unwanted, like if you're a mother, you want to try and abort your baby, but you can't get the money, the baby daddy don't want to give you the money, or he don't want you to do it, or you just can't do it. That baby's going to feel that rejection and that baby's going to know it's not wanted and it's going to be born with those spirits. Now, so if a child senses hostility and war feels unwanted when he or she becomes an adult, he will and she will continue to struggle against all odds until they're delivered. He or she will struggle with failure. Reoccurring sicknesses, hatred, bitterness, unforgiveness, and other signs of like bad blessings, bad luck. Sometimes he or she will go into fits of tantrums and anger. So when you see a lot of these kids going through tantrums, acting all spoiled, sometimes it ain't always that they spoil. Sometimes their parents might not have wanted them, okay, and for some reason they couldn't get rid of them, or they wanted a girl and had a boy, or they or they wanted a boy and had a girl, you know, and they're making up for this by spoiling the child. But these tantrums are really coming from something spiritually that neither the parent or the child recognizes, and the child's going to continuously to stay this way until they're delivered. Now, again, if a child was conceived outside of wedlock, When he grows up, he will continue to struggle with poverty. He will also experience constant attacks by the spirit of shame. He or she will discover that he or she has no sense of belonging at home, in the church, and in society. Also, if a child is rejected on the grounds of sex, he will battle with problems later in life. Because, you know, some people fornicate. Right? They don't want they don't want to use protection, which you know they shouldn't anyway, because they're stopping the life that's coming through, and that should be up to God. So you shouldn't be fornicating, Period. If you ain't married, okay? So you know the girl get pregnant, and it was like a one night stand, or or you just met the dude. You know, all he really wanted was you know what you had. He got it, got pregnant, you know, and then he don't want the kid no more. That can really affect the child they're born. Now, if a parent expect, like I just said, expect a male child and go a female child instead and therefore have a feeling of rejection for the child. When she becomes an adult, you will see the manifestation of hate and rejection in her. If a child is born after death of his father or mother, he or she will later exhibit some negative tendencies. If a mother is addicted to smoking, alcohol, drugs, The baby will share in part of it too. This is why you have some children that are born; they turn out like the father, like the mother—alcoholics, drunkards, fornicators, thieves—you name it—because it's in the blood, going through that cord into the placenta. Now, all things, all these things are types of injuries which the child experiences in the womb. Now, thus the child suffers from mother's wound and comes out to suffer severe attack through manipulation of placenta. This is indeed a double tragedy. Now, placental manipulations. Now, I'm sure you want to know how to identify the victims of such manipulation. The followings are the characteristics of witchcraft manipulation of the placenta. The victim suffers blood pollution. People who have blood problems, definitely The person gets sick very often. This kind of sickness may not be easily diagnosed by medical doctors or science. The victim would be well today and sick tomorrow because polluted blood has been introduced into his body, her body. Failure at the edge of breakthroughs. Every time you about to have a breakthrough, something happens. For real. And I know a lot of people that happen to I know a lot of people that happen to Victims of placenta, placenta manipulation experiences, failure at the edge of breakthrough, they often have their success tampered with. When they expect success, failure shows up. Pomogamous contamination. You, you want to sleep around all the time. You can't be settled with one man and one woman. You just can't. Definitely your placenta has been messed with. Those who suffer from placenta manipulation experience, what I call, um, Polygamous contamination is the, it, it, because they sleep around a lot. If you know somebody, they just can't stay in a relationship. They can't can't get married, or if they get married, they gotta cheat. Somebody's untampered, You know, they just they just want to fornicate all the time. You know, just don't want to be right. Somebody has messed with their placenta. Uh, You can get arrows sent to you. Victims of placenta, manipulation experience physical. Arrows in their body They experience pains Which have no cause Um, Injections of satanic syringes They can inject you in your sleep Those who are victim of this Are often injected with satanic syringes This is not physical But spiritual Manipulation of your hair Victims also experience Manipulation of their hair The devil uses their hair to case their destiny How does he do that? Your mama wore fake hair. Your grandmommy wore fake hair. Your great-grandma wore fake hair. <laughs> you born, they too lazy to comb your hair, they take you to the foo lady or the African lady or the black lady down the street that know how to braid good and put that fake hair in your head. Put that fake hair in your head. Eight years old, put that fake hair in your head because they don't, they, they don't want to comb your hair. And you grow up like that. I did it to myself. My mother, you know, we all had nice, wavy, long hair. I did it to myself. I cut my hair when I was 18 in mushroom style. And then I call myself wanted to be a professional model, only 5'3". But I did model, but I didn't get where I wanted to get because i too short. I let them put that weave in my hair and that makeup on my face, and that's all it took. That's all it took. So if you start putting that stuff in the baby hair, giving them the little fake baby lipstick, they call it, little kitty lipstick. They're going to grow up wearing that stuff, and that's how he manipulates you. And he can manipulate your placenta because it's in the bloodline. Women don't know that that fake hair in their head, and them perms, and them dyes, and that makeup, it is damaging you damaging you and you can't even see it it is jacking you up and you are not at your full potential at all and you nor have stepped or tapped into your destiny completely and you won't as long as you have that mess on your face and in your hair and them fake nails and them lashes you think you look cute you think you look pretty you think you look fine or oh, my husband gonna be more attracted to me he ain't gonna cheat let me tell you something if a man want a swaddle was between his legs it don't matter how fine you is he'll go sleep with an ugly chick I had a boyfriend cheated on me, and that girl, man, she, uh, she, I ain't trying to say she's ugly, but I'm just trying to say, <laughs> at that time, I felt she was no match to me, okay? So it, that man don't care about w- w- your looks if he want to get some. he going to get it. So you better take that mess off, ladies. Get right with God so you can have your destiny. Men used to hate women with makeup. I used to have boyfriends used to tell me, why you wear that stuff? Make it look like a prostitute. Why you wear that fake hair when you got hair? But now women have just taken over the men. So now men will tell the wife, if you get ready to make up and weave, I'm leaving. What? You're supposed to be the king of the house? So Satan is it, blind the men. The person also will have unexplainable hatred. If you have noticed the presence of unexplainable hatred in your life, you have to deal with the problem of the percent of manipulation. You have a foundational problem. Victims are also dependent on drugs. If you are addicted to drugs, then you must deal with the problem of percentile. So anybody who's at, that, that has drug addicts in their family, got problems with drugs, got problems with smoking, drinking, smoking weed, when you're not smoking it for, for medicinal purposes, you are dealing with the percentile manipulation. Now, if you discover that you have become a perpetual debtor, you are suffering from placenta manipulation. So obviously I was because I used to be a debtor, but I, I, God didn't me from that. So if you're a person, you're in debt, you can't pay your bills, you want to, but you just can't, you're being manipulated by the placenta that came out your mama wound after you was born. You better pray. You need to seriously pray today. Close doors. If you have observed that all the doors are usually closed against you, you need to pray against placenta attack. Evil night caterers. If you are a victim of evil night caterers, they feed you food, right? You Are you cooking and eating food with them? Then you must know that the placental bondage is in place. It is an indication of the fact that your placenta has been used as a pipeline to stifle evil meals into your throat. Into your throat. So you need to practice. Harassment in your dreams. If you notice constant harassment in your dreams, then you must know that it is a product of placental Percental bondage If you discover that you're unable to remember your dreams Even when you make up your mind to deal with bad dreams You must come to the realization that your placenta is being used against you So if you are a person that's having a hard time dreaming You need to pray about the placenta Parental hatred The problem of parental hatred is another indication of percental bondage You must pray against the powers that are using your placenta against you If Your parents hate you, parents don't like you you don't get along. Your mama a witch, daddy a warlock, whatever, they want to come after you. <laughs> it's that. Circle of problems. If you notice that you are going through a circle of problems, you must realize that wicked powers are using the placenta against you. If you keep finding yourself going through the same problems over and over and over again, that used to happen to me when I was in the world. I never understood why. The same problems would always hit me. My, my placenta was manipulated. Unpleasant situations. If you notice that you are always going through unpleasant situations, let's say, like I'm giving you an example, the month of January, until I got with God. Every time the month of January would come I I would dread January. When December came, I would dread January because every time January come, that was the hardest month of the year for me. Financially, I mean, in every aspect, and I used to pray and ask God. Why every time this month comes, this happens to me? He delivered me from it. It was because my placenta had been tampered with. So if there's a a certain month, a certain anniversary that always comes around and it's bad for you, your placenta has has been hijacked and manipulated. Hijacked and manipulated. It is being used as a weapon against your destiny. False dreams and visions, if you always have false dreams and visions, you are a victim of placental implications. False dreams and visions is like they're crazy dreams, like stuff that God wouldn't show you. they're just crazy, they just all over the place they're like videos um or 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 you can you know have a a good excuse me a good person in your life right, and they're doing good for you, and the enemy don't like it, He will sing you a dream. Showing you the the person doing something bad to you, or trying to make you think that person's a witch, and then you wake up and you get away from them because you think they're a witch, or you think they're after you, when in the fact they wasn't. It was in, and it was the enemy manipulating you, showing you a false dream. Uh, the enemy could show your husband cheating on you, or your wife cheating on you, and they not. Or they can show your your husband cheating on you with your best friend. And it ain't happening. It's that the enemy wants to break up the unity. Satan hates unity. He hates goodness. He hates love. He hates joy. He hates peace. So even with friends in my life, he has shown me dreams, tried to give me dreams and make me think so, so and so. Is, I said, Satan, I know this you. I know it's you. And I cancel it because I know, because God already had confirmed in me who the people is. You know, so, I mean, a lot of times God is warning us about people, so when we see these dreams and we don't have a a, a spiritual inclination or we don't feel it in our spirit that that is right, we need to go to God to make sure before we make moves, because I've made that mistake, okay? Now, Um, Our early Pentecostal fathers, although they were not so enlightened, they knew the Lord. They also understood the depths of the devil, Satan. They had a lot of spiritual intellect that is lacking today in our churches. They knew that if the percentage should ever get into the wrong hands of the wicked people, there would be a lot of trouble. They knew that the placenta is a very powerful weapon. Hence, they were always keeping it away from the wicked. They knew that the destiny of their children could come under attack, control if they were careless with handling of the placenta. Now, so our ancestors, you know, Abraham in them days, I don't know what they did with that placenta, but they knew not to let it get to the wrong hands. (laughs) They knew not to let it get to the wrong hands. Now, the placenta and the earth. There is a very strong spiritual correlation between the placenta and the earth. Both are united and act as a formidable force which the devil has mustered against men and women. Ages of darkness have discovered that when the placenta and the earth are made to join voices together, a lot of damage can be perpetrated in a human's life. Unfortunately, most people are ignorant of the strength that is inherited in these two elements. By now you ought to have known that the placenta is a very strong spiritual entity. It is more than a body of tissue. It is an entity used by dark powers to monitor and manipulate the lives of millions of people. By the time um, um, we have examined the uses to which men and women have put the placenta, we shall discover that blacks, and when I say blacks, I say blacks as a whole, Latin American people, the Caribbean islands, Europe, America, seem to have gained some deep insight to this fact that the placenta has a strong affinity with the dark powers that govern the heavens and the earth. Some spiritual researchers have provided that there are unwritten words of knowledge in various tribes and communities concerning the mystery of the placenta. This secret information has been passed from one generation to another. This modern age is no exception. The modern man and woman is still making use of placenta as a point of contact with the powers of darkness. Now, say, for instance, um, the wrong person gets a hold of the placenta that you was born with, and they feed it to a dog. That means that dog is a part of you, and you're part of the dog. That human being will have a dog-like mentality. If a cat ate you, if a lion ate your placenta, because it happened, If a snake bit into your placenta, these are the elements that you are going to have. This is serious stuff. The level of consciousness may vary from one person to another, but the underlying spiritual factors are the same. That is why we have stated time and time again that there is no new devil. The old methods are still prevalent. What we lack in this modern-time world is the knowledge of the devices of the enemy. It is important, therefore, to unravel the ancient mysteries of the power of the placenta as it relates to the earth. Now, here's a scripture that provides fundamental understanding to the topic we are talking about. The first one borders on the mystery of the placenta, while the second one gives us deep insight into the mysteries of the earth. Job. If you have your Bibles, turn to Job. Forty sixteen, Joel 40, 16, Job 40, Lo, now his strength is in his lions, and his force is in the navel of his belly. This passage gives us a lot of insight into the fact that the spiritual strength of a man and a woman lies in the placenta. This explains why dark powers try to capture the essence of the spiritual strength, as well as the sources of breakthroughs and the blessings of many people. We would explore these in the in 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 in, in, in our lives. You know, once you come into this, you're going to learn this stuff. Now, there is a passage in the Bible which teaches us deep things concerning the mystery of the earth. It's Genesis 1, verses 1 to 11. Genesis 1, verses 1 to 11. Now, in the beginning, God created the heaven and earth, and the earth was without void. I mean, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness, and God called the light day. And the darkness he called night And the evening and the morning were the first day And God said let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters And let it divide the waters from the waters And God made the firmament And divided the waters from where? Under the firmament from the waters Which were above the firmament And it was so And God called the firmament heaven And the evenings and the mornings were the second day And God said let the waters under the heaven Be gathered together unto one place And let the dry land appear And it was so God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters called the seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, "Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding the fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth." And it was so. Now, the earth is more than a mere physical feature; it is a spiritual entity. It is a she. She is alive. If you have taken note of the fact that a lot of things emerge from the bosom of the earth you would have known that the earth is deeper than what its physical attributes portray to us. If it is capable of giving birth, which it gave birth to man, God used it to make our skin to what came out of it, it is a deep spiritual entity. Many people's virtues and goodnesses have been buried and swallowed by the earth. Human beings generally survive very important matters, what we view as commonplace or deeply significant in the spiritual realm. The Bible says in Leviticus, chapter 17, verse 11 to 12, Leviticus, chapter 17, verses 11 to 12, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your soul. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for your soul. Therefore I say unto the children of Israel, No soul of you shall eat blood, neither shall any stranger that soldier among you eat blood. God is telling us, Listen. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your soul. God has given us flesh. He made an atonement with our flesh upon his altar. He put our flesh on an altar, y'all. See, they need to teach this stuff in the church. All they want to teach about prosperity. That's all they want to teach about Luke, John, and Matthew. That's it. God, before he even took the dirt and made our fleshy skin, he made some flesh and he put it on an altar and made an atonement for it. And guess what? He used blood. Y'all hadn't even come as Yeshua then. Y'all hadn't even died for us then. So daddy made blood and flesh before daddy even made us. Daddy made this earth and took that dirt, and he had flesh up on an altar up in his heaven somewhere, atoning for us, and it may still be up to this day. So this is why you can't eat no blood, and you can't drink no flesh, because it's been made an atonement to God on the altar for us. You'll be cursed if you eat it and drink it. This is why you need to cook your food. Some, I don't say, some of the nationalities want to eat their food rare, medium rare. Some black folks, too. You keep on eating that rare, medium rare, pink blood coming out if they want to. You think that's not going to count against you? Oh, yeah. You need to start getting your meat well done. If you steak lover like me, get some ribeye, some filet mignon. You know, the, the kind of steaks or the grounded steak with gravy, the kind that you can cook well done that don't dry up. Don't get the steaks that don't taste good cooked all the way. Or buy some and cook it yourself and marinate it yourself. Better stop eating that rare and medium and rare meat. going to cost you. The Bible teaches that human life resides in the blood. In other words, life can be found in the placenta because it's full of blood. The placenta has serious implications on human life. The blood from the tissue affects human life in no small measures, but in a big measure. It is very important to note that the enemy has continued to exploit human life. This is because the powers that are resident in the placenta have been discovered to be very strong. Why? Because of the blood and tissue, flesh, that God has atoned for on the altar. Placenta bondage is fundamental to be attacked at that point is to experience fundamental bondage. For example, if someone wants to poison the habitation of a particular community, all he or she needs to do is to go to the source of the, their water and supply and put some poison in the water. And anyone who drinks the water will have swallowed the poison unknowingly and will experience destructive effects of a very powerful poison. This is exactly the kind of strategy the enemy does. He makes use of sources that are general nature to attack all and sun dry. He also exploits human ignorance in order to per- per- perpetrate and perpetrate his diabolical acts. So listen, this is why pa- Apostle was it Apostle Peter yeah, the Apostle Peter said, "Pray over everything, like the water we drink." Okay, I like bottled water, you know, because it comes from springs, but we still don't know what gets in those springs. You know what I'm saying? So people drink tap water. You don't know what's in that water. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure much blood has been in the waters. You know what I'm saying? So food we eat. We don't know if they're mixing placenta in there, uh, and, and especially a steak. Animals have placenta too, y'all. See, don't forget about animals. They have placenta too. They have something too. So, you know, they could be using it as a meat fuller to make ground beef steaks. Because some meats, they're supposed to tell you when they use fullers. You know, some steaks have fullers. And that means they're not 100% steak. Some ground beef has fillers. That means they're not 100% ground beef. They may take fat or or organs from another animal and put it in there to make it a filler. You don't want to eat that kind of meat. You want to eat 100% natural chicken, beef, whatever it is you're going to eat. This is why you need to pray over your food. This is why you need to teach your kids to pray over your food. And until they learn, you take the responsibility they want to pray for everybody in your family, you know, that that you want to pray for and, and, and cover their food. Because... We don't know sometimes what's in food. We could be eating percentile. We don't even know it of an animal, or a, 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 a human. We don't know God for that. And, and and you pray over it. You cancel it with the blood. You shouldn't have fired the spirit. You bless God for it. You put God's name on it. Ask him to remove anything that's in that food that's not in him that could cause destruction or ill effects to you and your family and children and grandbabies, whoever you pray for, and that you bless this food. And that he blesses so you can eat it and shoe his name. That's why Apostle Peter said we got to pray over everything we eat and drink. Everything we eat and drink. Even your clothes. You don't know the story behind your clothes. You don't know who made it. You don't know what happened to that person. You know what I'm saying? So now, in every culture of the world, men and women have various ways of dealing with the placenta. How you dispose of it determines what happens to the baby. The safest way for disposal is to anoint it and burn it, to anoint it and burn it. So, I mean, you have a baby in the hospital, they have to give you that placenta. It's yours. They cannot legally keep it from you. They have to give it to you. Most, They'll probably be shocked when you ask for it. And when you ask for it, they're going to be like, uh-oh, <laughs> they know. <laughs> for real. they're going to be like, uh-oh, they know. We're not telling on this one. All right? If they refuse to give it to you, you can sue them for it. So they have to give it to you. Just most mothers don't ask for it. But now if you're pregnant, you know anybody that's pregnant, tell them this. It's up to them to believe you and get it. They don't want to believe you and they don't get it? Hey, they can't say they wasn't warned because not only does that placenta affect the child that it came after, it affects the mother, too, and the father. That's why you got mommies and daddies jacked up, too. Now, if you throw it into the water, you are supplying raw material to the Marine powers to use against the, that your destiny or your baby's destiny. If you bury it in the ground, you have taken the child's destiny to the headquarters of the powers of darkness, which is the neither kingdom, under the, under the world. If you plant a tree on the ground where the percentage is buried, the tree will become a weapon for manipulating the child through the wilderness, wilderness kingdom. If you throw it into the bushes, forest demons will pick it up and use it to manipulate the child's destiny. If you flush it down your toilet, it will be shared by both land and water. Women sometimes, my mother had a miscarriage before she had me, right in the toilet. I'm not trying to gross anybody out. Everything went in the toilet. She flushed it. Now, that child is dead and gone, but my mom probably still having problems to this day because of that. Some women will be on the toilet and have a miscarriage, and it goes right down the toilet. Some people be in the house with a miscarriage. Instead of going to the hospital, they'll flush it down the toilet. Worst thing you could ever do. Worst thing you could ever do. The placenta has been used for rituals and witchcraft purposes. A lot of these doctors that's witches and stuff, they don't just eat it. They use it for rituals. They feed it to dogs. They feed it to other people. Lo- lo- people view the placenta as the reservoir of the child's inter-spiritual strength. In some places, they gave it decent burials as when they bury a corpse. That's the worst thing you could do is to bury a placenta because some doggone demons going to come and get it, burn it, anoint it, and burn it. Many people have adopted various methods for the disposal of the placenta. All these methods have grave implications. Most people know nothing about what was done about their placenta except they are told by their parents. If the parents know, The situation is even worse when parents who are supposed to know have no idea whatsoever concerning implications of what they did to their children's placenta. I felt so bad, you know, a couple of years ago when I learned about this. And and when I learned... More information I mean I really dived into prayer Because I honestly did not know What the hospital did with my placenta I never asked Because we're taught It is to be trashed It is to be thrown away We are not taught That it's one of the most important things To you and your child And what the enemy could do with it And because God put flesh and blood On an atonement and an altar In heaven That makes it even more powerful for the enemy to use, we don't we didn't know that the enemy can make hybrids from our DNA, you know they don't got to go and have sex with, with humans, which they do, they could just use a placenta. We didn't know people eat it, and some some native countries they eat it because they think it's full of protein, they don't realize they're eating up their child's destiny, and they're messing up their own destiny, and they're going against God, and when they die, they're going to go to hell for it because this is why you cannot eat flesh and blood. I just gave you the scripture. This is why Satan made them people who come to him kill because of shedding innocent blood, and then he makes them drink the blood, and then he makes them eat the flesh. He knows that the blood and flesh is an atonement on an altar in heaven, and that no one shall eat it or drink it. If they do, thou shalt be cursed. If you don't repent wholeheartedly and walk away from it and denounce it and Satan before you die off this earth, you're going to go to hell and spend however much time you're going to spend there and you're going to be eating your own flesh and your own blood because you're going to have that solid flesh, which is that eternal flesh, and it's gonna, you're going to eat and drink it and it's going to grow right back. And then the demons of Satan all of them going to eat and drink it and it's going to go right back. They're going to filet you, they're going to cook you, they're going to boil you, they're going to bake you, and it's going to come right back. Because you did it on the earth If most parents actually knew What they did to their children When they threw their placenta into the dustbin They wouldn't have been so careless The impl- implication of this is That such children will remain at the bottom of the ladder for life The enemy will deal with them As though th- who have affinities with the dustbin The dustbin is one of the worst places That's the garbage To dispose of a placenta Those who placentas are placed in the dustbin Will remain citizens in a dug hill Now, do you really think after women have babies in the hospital, you really think they throw away that placenta? No, they don't. They do experiments on it. If they wicked, it, they eat it. They sell it on the black market. They they use it in their rituals. Trust and believe me. Trust and believe me. And if you go to the doctor that got that stick with a stake record around it, that's telling you they were for Satan. So you better ask for your placenta. If they put you to sleep against the area, you better tell them before you go to sleep, you want that placenta. Google it and see what it look like. That way you know ain't pieces of it missing. And if you're not sure pieces of it missing, you still pray over it. If they refuse to give it to you, you got to sue them for it, pray over it right then in there because by the time you sue it for it, they could have done a zillion a things to it. Heck, before you even have your baby. You know anybody that's about to have a baby? You better tell them, pray over that placenta. Come in with the blood issue of the fire of spirit. And if they do anything wrong and demonic to it, it will not affect you or that child. Because you done pray to cancel over it. The only solution to the problem of people's placenta being thrown into the garbage is the divine conversion. The Bible states that only God can bring people up from the dunghill hill and make them to become princes and princesses. There's people out here right now, we all know people like that. They just can't get their lives together. they they, they, they bums. They stay homeless. They're derelicts. They go from job to job to job. You know, they, they, all they stay is in a room or a studio. You know, they they can't keep no man, no woman. You know, they, they're loners. You know, it's just problems, 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 problems. Beg, 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 beg. This is because of their placenta. You need to tell them this and talk to them. If they accept it, then it will be well with they. So if they don't, then woe on to them. Some people throw their children's percent into the gutter. This is also dangerous. Such children will exhibit gutter lives styles when they grow up. Their lives will end up stinking. No wonder the Bible says, "My people disturb for lack of knowledge." You got people out there homeless for thirty years. I I I talk to people all the time. When I when it's homeless people and I'm you know helping in or
1: praying or whatever
0: and I ask them how long they've been like that and what happened thirty years twenty years ten years five years heck a year six months is too long to be homeless God did not make this earth for us to be homeless even Abraham and them they had no house they had tents they had places to live they had food they could wash God did not bore anybody to be homeless. On this earth, even in heaven, you ain't homeless. Children die or ain't come, go to heaven every day around the past. Y'all take care of them. They live off the land. You ain't nobody should be homeless on earth. plastic be 20, 30, no, ten, five, 5. No, should not be possible. That is a vagabond spirit that was called in because that placenta was manipulated. You're homeless in your family. One lady told me, and I started to open my mouth, God said, brilliant <laughs> on the YouTube, she told me, I, I don't know, maybe some of y'all know this. She said, pray for my sister. My sister's homeless. I started to say, what you mean? Why you ain't helping? I started to say, and God said, brittle your mouth and pray. <laughs> I prayed. I'm like, that's your sister. Okay, I understand. I had a brother. He used to be drugged out. He cleaned it. But he used to, you know, people in the family would let him live with them, and he's still. And, and I was his last resort. I told him, I said, no, I'll give you some money and put you up somewhere. But you will not stay in my house and take anything that's not nailed down because I'll have to hurt you. <clears throat> and he said, I wouldn't do that to you. I said, I don't trust you. And I helped him with a little money, and, and and he got a little hotel. And he got him a little job, you know, and and and, and, he, and he, my mother felt sorry for him after five years and finally let him come down to Florida and now he's here in Georgia, and he's doing well. He's doing well. Now, mind you, if I didn't offer to help him with money, where would he have ended? He might not even be here. So although we have sisters and brothers, you know, family members, you know, they're crazy, they don't want to act right, they're on drugs, whatever, we still should help them some kind of way to keep them off the streets, some kind of way. If you have money, give it to an to stay Get them in the rehab, something, and pray for them. And pray about the placenta, because that's what they're going through. Because you never know, they could be suicidal. And, and and by you neglecting them, you send them right over the edge. And their blood is on your hands. Because God said, we are a brother's keeper. People... In, in church and in, 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 in the world aren't just our brothers, so it's our parents, our sisters, our brothers. You know, we have family members we don't like, we can't stand, they're users, we want no parts of them, <laughs> you know. But they get in trouble, they get homeless, they get hungry, and you don't want to help them. But you have to. You have to, you know. Or you go to God, you're like, God, I can't let them live with me, I can't trust them. What can I do? You at least give God the opportunity to tell you no, not to help them. Because God forbid so I happen to them, their blood is on your hand. We have to start really understanding the Word of God. He said we are our brother's keeper. Our family is our brothers. We are the brothers to our family. We're sisters to our family. We're sisters to our mother and father. Because when it's all said and done, it's all over with whoever make it to the bosom of my God. we all brothers and sisters. We don't have past lives. We don't know how many parents we had. We're all brothers and sisters. Our kids are brothers and sisters, so we're our brother's keeper. If you can't help somebody... You know what I'm saying? You, you, they can't live with you. You know, you don't have the money to help them get a place. Pray to God, ask God what to do. At least you went to God. You know, at least you went to God. Now, some people, like I said, throw their children to send them to the gutter. This is dangerous. You know, Daddy says my people die and are destroyed from lack of knowledge. Some parents dump or forget their children to send them the hospital without caring what happens to them. I was one, because we was taught. We was taught not to care. But does that excuse us? No. It doesn't. You want to know why it doesn't excuse us? Because God, I just gave you scriptures. Hopefully you wrote them down to prove to you how important the placenta is and how important blood and flesh is. So if we were to go before the Messiah or Father and we say, But Daddy, Messiah, my King, I didn't know. He's going to tell you depart from me because it's right in the word. He's telling you blood and flesh is on the altar of God, and we must take care not to eat it and drink it, and we must take care what happens to it. Your placenta is nothing but blood and flesh. And the enemy purposely, purposely made it where we don't know these things so we can be ignorant and leave the placenta in the hospital or do the things that we do to it. Satan been getting over like a big fat rat for too long. It's time he get he get got in his own game. You know how somebody keep playing the game on you for a long time, they keep winning, winning, winning. It's time for him to get got on his own darn game that he has played on the people of God and on God's creation. He has just jacked us up, and it's time he get jacked up by us getting delivered and throwing that stuff back at his butt. Make no sense. Now, when parents throw away their stuff, you know, walk out the hospital, forget about it, when such a child grows up, they become regular customers of the hospital and the clinics. And I'm going to tell you, that's the God's honest truth. Because when I was young, I had two major surgeries, life-weighing um, surgeries. I stayed in and out of the hospital till I was like 25 years old. I tell you no lie. And I used to wonder why I was so sick why I was in and out of the hospital, why I had to have those two major surgeries. I had like three, four car accidents, you know, and got injured in all of them before I was 30. One of them, I got injured so bad, I pulled my collarbone on my left shoulder. And the Spanish man driving, the Spanish man that, that I was on a bus, Spanish man, I hit the bus, he driving his cousin car and his cousin's insurance does expire. <laughs> what? So the state pays me thirteen thousand, but by the time the lawyers and all of that and I borrowed money, you know, all I got was like three thousand. And my surgery alone was fourteen thousand. My insurance wouldn't pay for it because it was a car accident. Stuck between a hard rock. Could I couldn't lift my arm up for nothing. If I tried, ooh, the most excruciating pain. I laid on my bed. I never forget this and I cried to God. I really did. I was a sinner, but I was in church. I cried and I said, "God, I don't have no money to get surgery to to fix this shoulder." I said, "I can't move it." It was my left shoulder. I said, "I can't move my arm." I said, "What am I to do?" He said, "Pray to me." And I prayed. Five minutes later, I'm laying on the bed, and I heard him say to me, lift your arm. Lift it straight up and ain't had a problem since. So you can't tell me God can't heal. You can't tell me he healed my spine. He took, I had this bad, bad disease. Every time I ate peppers, and I love peppers and onions, it would stuff me up. So bad it would be excruciating. I would be up all night and have to take medicine. Heal me from that. Heal me from blood, high blood pressure and sugar at the same time. I used to have bad migraine headaches. He healed me from that. So you can't tell me God's not a healer. You cannot tell me that. So by my placenta being left in the hospital, and I know many people who have sick children right now, three, four, five-year-old babies they ask me to pray for. People I don't even know got sick children. It's because of the placenta. So if you have a sick child, you don't understand why. Maybe it's because that placenta you left in the hospital is affecting him or her. Some people grind the placenta and use it as a cosmetic like I told you earlier and put it in lipstick and body creams, any kind of body creams, hand creams, face creams that says it has serum in it, you better run from it. Serum can only come from blood of a human or blood of an animal. And you don't want to put no blood of the animal on you. It's also in hair pomade, P-O-M-A-D-E, some hair products. you got to read, no matter how small it is, get you a magnifying glass. Make sure it don't have no body fluids in it. Serum is a big giveaway. Or biochemics. Look up what bio means. Biology. Body. We gotta start paying attention. When you use children whose placentas are used for cosmetics, grow up. Their lives would be characterized by beauty, and it would rottenness. There would be beautiful ostentatiousness displayed by the child, but gross inner weakness. <clears throat> this is why a lot of women can't give up makeup, can't give up fake hair, placenta. but they think that this stuff is making them beautiful, but it's making them terrible. And they're going against the atonement altar of God because they're putting blood on their faces. Do you know when you put makeup on your face, you're putting, you putting blood in your blood because anything that goes in your skin seeps through your three layers because we got three layers, outer layer, middle layer, under layer. It slips right through your skin layers. When you dye your hair, because some of that dye has um. Um, uh, some of those perms had that stuff in it, and when you put it in your hair, it goes directly through your blood. So it's like you're taking someone else's blood unnorly. So you need to repent. I had to, because I used to perm my hair like nobody's business. I used to fry it, <coughs> dye it, you name it, toss it, fillet it, bake it, sear it, and I had to repent. I w- while I was with God. I had made a mistake. I put something in my hair because it was just too curly. And and I found something. And it had all these natural products in it. And so I I I called myself asking God, can I do it? And heard my own self say yes. And I had put it in. And it turned my hair so straight. I had to repent for two days. <laughs> I did. All I had to do was repent one time. But I was so jacked up, so distorted for the mistake that I had made. I was like, you hypocrite. You teach these things, and you went and did it, but I got tricked because it said it was natural, it had all natural and it did had all natural stuff, yogurt, you know, all the natural stuff. It was a natural thing to help your hair be a softer curl, because my my hair is very like a coarse curl, so I wanted it to be a little more softer, so I prayed for like a week, kept hearing yes, it was my own self. I put the thing in, oh, oh, I, Two days I'm repenting, and, and, and God says to me, why are you continuously repenting for what I have forgiven you for? Because I felt so bad, and I felt like a hypocrite, because I preach against these things, and then I go and do it unknowingly. And he said, you're not a hypocrite. It was all natural products. But it still straightened my hair. It took the curl completely away. And I had... I just didn't know what to do with myself. So I'm telling you, ladies, don't even trust these natural products that have the yogurt and coconut oil and all this other stuff that you could use to try and make your curls softer or your hair better because it's it's still going to change it. And and anything that changes the structure of your hair is going against the nature of God. So please repent. Take it from me. Now, in some communities... Mothers eat their children's placenta as a means of restoring lost energy. This is generally done immediately after the child birth for the mother to regain what she had lost nutritionally. So some places teach that if you eat the placenta after you have the kid, it's going to restore your your strength. Let me tell you something. After I had all my kids, I was so energetic. Man, I had had a, a cesarean with the last one. Uh, two hours later, I'm walking around with my baby, and everybody's looking at me like, hey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you don't got to eat your baby for center. You eat your baby for sense, you eating your baby. You eating up your baby's destiny, and you messing up your own, and you're going to go to hell if nobody don't teach you this because you ate flesh and blood, which is an atonement of God's altar automatic death sentence if you don't repent wholeheartedly. Now, if anyone eats your placenta, it simply means that you are inside of them and they and you, and they have messed you up, and you messed them up, and they can control you. This is why a lot of dudes and, and, and daughters can't get away from their mama. Mama might have ate that placenta. One way, if some parents purposely eat the child's placenta to keep the child glued to them. Glued to them. You got people married to people right now. Now, and the marriage can't go nowhere, they can't do nothing, they can't be on their own, they can't move abroad, they can't do nothing because that person that they marry is so entwined in their parents. you need to think about the placenta that might have been eaten and pray against it. Some men will put a wife put a, put a mother over their wife when the Bible says when a man takes a wife. He leaves the family behind. Do you know what that means? God is saying when a man marries a woman, he is not to even care about the family. But! Because we have to love our family. We still love them. We still be there for them. But he is supposed to take all carries to the wife. The wife is supposed to get everything. I mean everything. The mother cannot come in and rule nothing. The mother cannot come and take the queen off the throne and become the queen herself. Nor can the father take the king's place or take the queen's place. you got to cut the family off in that aspect. And when they go against your wife, you best to stand up for her or else you're going to be judged. But do you know how many men are tied to the their mother? P- placenta. Placenta. Some placentas are dumped into the river. Of course, that is the headquarters of the Marine Power who are seeking to control humans. I pity those who do not know how to pray to recover their lost glory. Now, I'm not saying not to love your mother, men. You're supposed to love your mama. You're supposed to celebrate your mother. But when it comes to your wife, your wife is first and mama's second. And if mama can't accept that, then mama gots to go. I'm just keeping it real with you because the Bible says when a man take a wife, he leave the family behind. So if the mama is coming against the wife and you're not checking her, you're going to be judged, man. Men, you're going to be judged. The wife comes first. The mother second. I know the mother birthed you. I know she raised you. But when you get married, obviously God cuts that off. The wife takes that place because she's the wife. Then God says, when a woman wife plays for the husband, it is a sweet thing to him. So God takes the husband and wife thing very seriously. Now, some percentages are dumped into the river. Of course, that is the headquarters of the marine powers who are seeking to control humans. I pity those who do that. Now. If your own placenta happens to be in the possession of the Queen of the Coast, <laughs> oh boy, how will you recover that placenta? She will be in control of your life in the Marine Powers. Some people flush placenta down the toilet drain. They, that toilet demon gets it. Therefore, commission without rebuking, excuse me. They think that this is one of the easiest ways of getting rid of unwanted placenta. Such placenta, when communed with the feces and urine owners of such placenta, will be companions of disposed wastes. That means they'll have a dirty, defiled life and spirit. Some people deposit their children's placenta in the shrine of the family idol. They believe that it is the safest way of preserving lives for their children. When such children grow up, their lives will be controlled by idols of the community. Some people, like I told you earlier, feed it to animals, and that child, they feed it to a dog, a pig, a vulture. That's the life of the child. If the placenta is eaten by by the dog, the fellow will be sexually loose or the woman will be sexually loose. If it is eaten by a pig, the the person will exhibit the spirit of gluttony. Some people hide the placenta inside cracks and crevices that are found in the walls for them to dry up and remain there. The implications of this action is very serious. The people concerned will be companions of lizard and wolf. Now, the Lord explained something to me recently about the spirit of gluttony because the the prince ruling over gluttony is Bezelbug, and I was shocked. I was like, Bezelbug Is the prince ruling principality over gluttony? I was like, whoa, so now you know who's the prince rule over gluttony, so that's who you, you cut off, and, and then you can cast the spirit out. I and mean, then Daddy made me understand something. Sometimes when people are overweight, it may not necessarily have to do with the placenta. And, and, and he explained gluttony to me. Somebody could be 190 pounds, 250 pounds, maybe 260, 270, right? It doesn't necessarily mean they're dealing with the spirit of gluttony. They could be dealing with low self-esteem, depression, anxiety, or stress, or if they're married, marital problems. If they're sick, it could be the medication. Or they have bad nerves, so every time they get upset, they eat. That's not considered gluttony. That's considered a serious emotional unbalanced eater that needs deliverance. Gluttony is where you Three, four, five hundred pounds You're sitting up eating six burgers Three trays of fries Five snickerdoodles And you don't know, drunk five Pepsis And you eat like this all day Like you see those people My fat life where they go and have that surgery Gastric to get skinny That's what gluttony is And I was like wow I never looked at it that way But can those people who are overweight turn into gluttony. Of course they can, if they don't come to God, if they don't catch themselves, if they don't get delivered from those spirits that's causing them to be that way. It could turn into gluttony. So many people are overweight, and 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 then another thing, the Lord taught me this. I put this beautiful, strong prayer on Patreon, and and people loved it, and, and it is delivering you from from gluttony and other things, right? If you are overweight and you look at yourself in the mirror and you're not pleased with yourself and you think you don't look right or you're constantly calling yourself chunky, I used to do that, or, or you constantly saying, you know, I'm not attractive because I'm fat I'm overweight or or, or or feel guilty when you're out eating, let's say you want to eat a piece of cherry pie or a cherry cake you know, and you feel insecure because you think people looking at you and they could care less, <laughs> they're looking at you and you thinking, oh, they're looking at me because I'm eating this cake because I'm fat. Do you know that could bring a demon in you? Do you know that could bring a demon in you? If you are self-centered about your weight, it could bring a demon in you. If you think you're not attractive or people are not going to like you or want to see you or you want to hide from people because you're ashamed of the weight gain, that can bring demons in. And those demons, when they come in, you will not lose weight because you let them in because of how you feel towards yourself. The Lord says no matter how you feel, you look. How much weight you have gained, how much weight you have lost, however you look, you are not to feel ashamed. You are not to to call yourself chunky. You ain't even supposed to say you're fat to say you're overweight. You look at the mirror, look at yourself, and you say, look, You let yourself go a little bit because of this because of that, but that's no excuse. You're still beautiful in the eyes of God, so that makes you beautiful. No matter what size you are, he still loves you. Would he prefer for you to be skinnier and a little more healthier? Of course, but right now you are where you are, and he loves you right where you are. And ask him to help you get back to where you used to be or want to be, not for vainness or attractiveness, but for healthiness and for his consideration and for his glory and his only. In Yeshua's name, watch the demons come out, and your eating habits will get better. If you can't control your stress, your your emotional unbalance, mental issues, give it to God. Ask him to show you how to handle it so these demons can leave, and they won't come back. This is the way to lose weight. I, I know I've been struggling with weight for five years. And I've been sabotaging my own self, and many of you had because many of you you know emailed me about it, so this is what God taught me, so I'm teaching you. I didn't even know I was going to say this. Lord, let me say this. <laughs> the Lord told me you know put put this in me to to say to say this all right, so now um, they also make placenta into powder or paste. This is why I don't use baby powder anymore. <laughs> Three years ago, Daddy told me what's in baby powder. I don't use it. <laughs> I don't use baby powder anymore. And I don't use, I use natural soaps now. I use, like, coconut soap, uh, olive oil soap. I'm serious. It, it costs $5, 7 sometimes $10 a bar. I wouldn't care. I'm not using regular soap anymore because sometimes he put it in that. I don't use regular toothpaste anymore. I use natural toothpaste, because sometimes they put it in that. Sometimes it is capable of putting both in the in the onus. It comes from the placenta. So pray over your soap. If you don't want to use natural soap, use regular soap. You better pray over it, seriously. You, 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 you want to use powders? I advise you not to, but if you want to, pray over it. You want to keep using so-and-so toothpaste? Don't want to use natural, pray over it. You want to keep using name-brand deodorant, better pray over it. If not, go to natural. Or use apple cider vinegar. Daddy taught me that the other day. You could put uh, uh, a cap full of apple cider vinegar and a little bit of water, get you some cotton swabs, and, and and wipe it under your arms. It works. I tried it. I tried it. It works. Or get you some natural deodorant and use them both. Okay. I'm telling you the truth. Placenters are in some of that stuff. Or at least pray over it until you can do better. Placenters is often burnt to ashes and mixed with mother's food to enable the mothers to exercise control over the child. This is why some deliverance candidates often see their mothers whenever they take serious prayer. The placenta is often preserved in a bottle. Some families keep such bottles with names of each child. If any of the children ever misbehave, they pick up the bottle and use it to issue curses on the offending child. Such a child can never survive the effects of such terrible curses. Some parents wrap the placenta of the children around some scarce trees in the community. As long as the placentas are wrapped around such trees, the people's lives remain under bondage. Some offer it as sacrifice to idols. You already know. Some... Use it as a charm. Some cut it into pieces and chunks and cook it and serve it to other people and other people's children at birthday parties. Disgusting. Some, for whiskey to hold this, she could put a couch on pot, salt it with water, and cook it and eat it. Sometimes they could take a percentage and face it to the north, south, east, or west. Your life will never move. To, if they put it in the north, it will never go to the south, east, or west you live abroad, you'll never make it to America. If you can have degrees up the yin you'll never make it. Never make it. Genesis 2, 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Do you know that scripture tells us that God breathed through our nostrils? So what does that tell you? God had breath. We say it all the time, God blow your breath in me, God's blessing me. So what does that tell you about our God? Have you ever thought about that? Our God has breath. So what does that tell you about him? Just like we got living organs in us, so does he. They're just made differently. Just like we got a heart in us, so does he, just made differently. So do we have a soul, so does he. He has bones in him too, but they're different. Where a main name is my father. How can we have a God put breath in us and he don't have it? So obviously he has a respiratory system. Mmm, never thought about that, did you? Genesis 2.19, and out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them in unto Adam to see what he would call them and whatsoever. Adam called every living creature that was the name thereof. The animal kingdom was made from the dust of the earth. The plant also is a product of the earth. Do you know that all the elements in the body of man can be found in our soil? The Bible says in Genesis 4.10, and he said, What hast thou done? The voice of the brother's blood cries unto me from the ground. This is a banger right here. If the blood of a human being could cry from the ground, it surely means that the earth is a very powerful entity. Again, we are told that at the mention of the name of Yeshua, Jesus, every knee should bow of things in the earth and of things under the earth. This tells us that there are lots of things under the earth. The Bible says, he that is above is heavenly, and he that is from below is earthly. That's in John 3.21. That's in John 3.21. Also, in John, you can look this up yourself, in um, John Twenty one twenty five. It says that there are so many other things which Jesus did, which if they should be written, everyone, I suppose, that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. King James Bible. So God is telling us in John twenty one twenty five that a lot of things that we learn are going to learn are not even written on this earth. Booyah! So when somebody starts teaching you stuff. And you be like, Dying in the Bible, like reincarnation. Or what I'm teaching you now, Dying in the Bible. Well, Daddy just said in John, chapter twenty-one, twenty-five, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. So we letting you know, everything ain't in a book on earth. And when somebody teaches something you don't know, that's going to you and deliver your stinky butt, you need to go to God. And confirm them instead of going against them. Because you might have just, what's a good word? Aborting your deliverance. You might have been up for deliverance. I'm going to tell you something. You just don't go to a church or a conference and get deliverance. Right now you getting deliverance. Every time you hear the sound of my voice and I'm teaching, you getting deliverance. When I'm praying, you're getting deliverance. When I prophesy, you're getting deliverance. And that's within the children of God. But if you go against them, you may have just aborted your deliverance. And who knows when you up again for your turn so the church better stop with this messiness. Oh, it ain't in the Bible. You keep on being that way. you will behind and never get delivered. You'll stay stinky. This is the end of my show. I appreciate everybody for listening, and I will finish this up next week with another teaching. I give God the glory. I know many people have been delivered tonight, (laughs) and they will be praying even when they get off of this call and when they listen to this, and many lives are going to change, and God is going to be edified and glorified, and I give them all the glory. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. So we will uh, talk again next Tuesday. Uh, After next Tuesday, I'll probably start Dream Interpretation and Prophecy Night Uh, once or twice, and then I'll go back to teaching, okay? So I God God bless everybody who has listened, who has given me their time for two hours. May God bless you. May you have a great rest of the week. Please go to YouTube. I put up two fantastic videos. I mean, yeah, I had a vision about prosperity, and and the Lord gave me a word about the eclipse. I I mean, I never ask him about these things. Uh, I, was, I think I was on Periscope YouTube this year, and they asked me, and I prayed, and he said that the, the world was going to shift and the weather was going to be, like, out of this world. And, it, boy, did it come to pass. So you need to go listen to that prophecy that he said about the eclipse on the 27th and the prosperity dream I had with Donald Trump. It was the third dream I had about him dealing with money in, in less than a week. God is confirming something to us. All right, so I will talk to you next week. Um, don't know when I'll be back live, but I will be soon on uh, YouTube or Facebook or whatever, whatever. But until then, God bless everybody. Have a great week. May God bless you. In Yeshua's name, Shalom. Welcome to the Prophetic Mantle Radio Show with your host, Apostle Rosalind Solomon. Every Tuesday, 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Come learn the mystery of God and be blessed in Jesus' name.